listening to Rick Flynn. With a shout out from London Town, it's Rick Flynn presents. Now, ladies and gentlemen, your MC for the affair, Rick Flynn. Hello, everyone, and welcome Stuart Epps, the legendary record man, the producer, is with us again. Now, let me explain to you what happened, everybody. We had a wonderful show already in the can, and it was ready to go, and we still have it ready to go, and we're going to air that program. There's nothing wrong with it. But, Stuart, you came up with an idea that you were going to promote a brand new Christmas single after you had done the Disappear single for young Liam Price. And we'll explain to everybody who Liam is. And you had a brand new Christmas single. And so we decided to get that Christmas single out during the Christmas holiday. And we're going to put the Disappear and we're going to promote that next month in January. Am I right so far? Yeah, absolutely. That sounds like a good idea except it's out because it's out now the christmas song so any time is good for uh for promoting that definitely right yeah the christmas song it's going to impact it's impacting the 17th of december 2021 and we're recording this right. show yeah we're recording today at on the 8th of december so we're actually ahead of the impact date so everything's going to be fine and this single for christmas is called you're my best gift and it was written right. and sung by your young protege that you have that you signed up on Epps Records. And tell us about yeah. Liam for those who do not know. Yeah, well, what do you mean, specifically the single or just generally? No, just generally about uh, Liam as an individual, as a person. Yeah, well, he's, his mom came to me and, you know, she said her son's a singer and he's been on the TV. And so she sent me a couple of tracks, which I really liked. Uh, one in particular was called Disappear, which we released a couple of months ago. It's done very well. And uh, he's just got a great voice. You know, he's a great, great lad, great singer. And we've got great hopes for him, absolutely, for the future. And we've done this uh, Christmas record, which he actually wrote a couple of years ago. Yeah, it's all going very well. More recordings to do. Oh, well, you have more singles that you're going to put out? Well, singles, but obviously we're going to be working on an album as well, I should think, for the new year. Absolutely. Boy, he is a talented soul. I will say that. Is that not an understatement? Absolutely. Very talented. Liam Price, your young, newly signed singer slash composer, he came to attention throughout the world by being a national in the UK. Oh, yes. You're talking about the... Uh talking about the voice kids yeah he exactly. was on that a couple of years ago yeah itv and, uh, yeah he wowed yeah he wowed the judges and did very well he was the runner up and uh, got a lot of good uh, press and um, yeah absolutely but the the thing with uh, the new stuff is that this is original songs and with the case with a lot of these shows it's all uh, it's cover songs that they're doing so um, 
obviously we're concentrating on his own material a bit more now. Absolutely. And the new single that Liam just wrote and that you just recorded, it's out now. You can actually get the single, even though we're ahead of the impacting date. It's called You're My Best Gift. Where can people get that if they want that? Yeah, that's available on iTunes right now and Amazon, those two places. You can download it from there. Spotify? Not on Spotify yet at the moment, no. Okay. It will be on Spotify or it's not there at the moment, did I hear you say? Yeah, I mean, I'll be honest. I'll I'll be honest with you. I'm not a big fan of Spotify. It's not really doing our music business any any favors, to be honest. It's um, a lot of people are very worried about these uh, sites now that are doing, um, you know, it's a bit like when you rent a TV, sort of. Instead of buying it, you know, you put it on a rental and that's your, it's available to you. And that's what they're kind of doing a lot with music now so that no one's actually buying, you know, uh, physical uh, downloads. They're just... Um, accessing these sites where they have access to all the all the uh, all the music that's around and unfortunately these sites like Spotify they they they're offering 0.00 and a couple of numbers as a percentage of uh, so it's 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 zero um income for the artist and the the record companies almost that's the problem oh i see and that's a worldwide yeah. problem is it well, it is, to be honest. I mean, you know, you and I come from the day when uh, if you really liked an artist like the Beatles or whatever it was, you saved up, you saved up your pennies and then you managed to maybe afford to buy the single or the album. You know, the single was a lot easier in that case in those days. And the thing is that a single to download on iTunes is about, um, I don't know, it's about a dollar, I think. It was 99 you know, cents is- for years. Yeah, so it's it's very very cheap. But on Spotify, you're talking about maybe two cents. So there's there's no there's no profit there for anyone really. It's just it's great for the um, consumer. Um, and um, yeah, I think Spotify's got its place. You know, if you want to have a library that you can access, but I don't think it's very good for new. It's certainly not doing new artists any good because it's um, it's completely it's almost free. So it's pretty much free. So. You know, artists can't survive on that sort of thing. Let's move forward, if we could, and talk about yes. uh, how you discovered young Liam Price to begin with. I believe you said his mother had contacted you. Yeah, well, that's right. Yeah, she just contacted me through my website where, where I'm a, I'm available there. People can contact me on uh, uk, and I uh, get plenty of um, lots of new artists getting in touch. And um, I'm always looking, you know, looking to listen to other people's listening to new artists material. And in this case, you know, I was very, very um, pleased to hear Liam's really loved his voice and a couple of the songs there. That's how I found him, really. I suppose he found me, really. Right. And I would like you to give the address of that website again, because I understand you are still looking for talent to produce. Absolutely, yeah, all the time looking for, I've got my own record label now, Epps Records, so um, looking for new artists to produce and to release on Epps Records, and it's www. although I don't think you need that these days, it's stewardepps.co.uk, that's Stuart, S-T-U-A-R-T, um, forgotten my name now, E-P-P-S, E-P-P-S, Stuart Epps. Yeah, well, I remember and your name in case you forget, just ask me. All right, I'll help Thank you. you. Thank you. I know. <laughs> that's what we need these days. Yeah, that's right. And um, it's very, it's very good to talk to you out there in the states. It's a great place. Looking forward to uh, 
doing loads of stuff. Right. And they call young Liam, who sang this single that we're talking about today, the Christmas single, You're My Best Gift. They call him the new Elton John. And of course, do you personally, Stuart Epps yourself, are you acquainted with a gentleman that goes by the name of Elton John? Well, absolutely. Uh, You know, I met him in 1967, long, long, long time ago now when he was a young singer-songwriter. He wasn't as young as Liam. He was... um, about 21 and uh you know we became good friends and then i was working at the record company dick james and then i started working helping out on his career i toured america with him as his personal assistant um and uh yeah you know we had a great time your relationship with elton has lasted from start to this current day how many years um, yeah, I mean, I don't see him much. I don't speak to him much these days. He's often about, but, uh, yeah, we, um, you know, we were, we were at DJM at Dick James music together for about four or five years. Then we had rocket records for about three or four years, three years. And, uh, and in the, in the meantime, I'd sort of worked on albums, um, with, uh, uh, the single man album, which had song for guy on it, which Elton did then the Nikita album. And so I've worked with him, you know, from time to time, uh, in between. Right now I played that record for MCA, which was called a song oh, right. for guy. Yes. That was about that yeah. young lad that he's no longer with us. It was uh, posthumously, oh, yeah. if I could use the word created, and that was released on MCA. Yeah. They brought me that yeah. at MCA. I helped to promote that here in Cincinnati. Yeah. That it was, it was an instrumental piece on the piano. Elton did a fantastic job on that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he was... Yes, uh, absolutely. It was a great track. Right. Now, Sorry. you were not really Elton John's record producer. You were like a personal assistant. Is that what you would describe? A, a friend, a personal assistant? Because you went on the tour with Elton when you were 18 years of age. And if you were 18, I'm going to take it that Elton at that time, whose real name was Reg Dwight, he was probably 21. Would that be fair? No, I think he's a little bit older. He's about 74 now, I think. So um, let's see. I'm uh, not quite, I'm 69, 70, 70, 70. So he's about five years older. So he would have been 18, 19, 20, 200. He'd probably be about 23 at that time. But just to fill you in, the thing is that, you see, I started working for Dick James, who um, was the Beatles music publisher in 1967. And he also published, he was a publisher and he published a lot of the bands, uh, Jerry and the Pacemakers, a lot of the Liverpool bands. He was a very, very big music publisher in London. And one of his um, staff songwriters happened to be a young Elton John. And um, and that's how I got friendly with him. But then I started working in the record company and I was trying to, I was working in A&R. So I was trying to uh, build up um, Elton's uh, songs, you know, playing them to various artists, trying to get covers. That's what a music publisher does. But at the same time, we then formed um, the record label, DJM, and I was really assistant to the head of the label. And then we were really going for uh, pushing Elton at that time. So yeah, I did go on tour with him, but I was still really working for the record company at this time. And it was just a daily thing, whether we were putting the albums together, coordinating albums, booking musicians, booking studios, or we were putting on um, uh, 
reception parties for the for the label where some of the bands would play, including Elton. It was just you know all record company stuff really. And then we we started our own record company. We started Rocket Records, and the directors were Elton and Bernie and Gus Dudgeon and uh, uh, Elton's manager at the time. So that was very exciting. We were we were then signing new artists. One of those was Kiki D. Uh, another one was Dave Stewart. Uh, who was in a band, you know, you might know from the Eurythmic. The Eurythmics um, with uh, Annie Lennox. Yeah. Yes. That's it. Yeah, Annie Lennox. And, but this was Dave Stewart. He was, a, he was a youngster, really, then. But it was really Rocket Records. So Elton, you know, they all wanted to sort of form their own label and try and give breaks to new artists uh, in the same way that Elton had been given a break, really. So it was exciting, exciting times, because you're talking about still 1972 or three, still very early in years. And, uh, and then following that, then I went off and... Um, and started uh, the studio with Gus at the mill, and we were doing lots of different bands, uh, recording, producing, and that was when Elton came there to do two albums there. So I, I was working with him again then, but, um, you know, many other artists, really. I was going to say, you released a song that yes. I think everybody is going to remember. It was called I've Got the Music in Me with that yes, with uh, Kiki right, D. Yeah. Now, that was on Rocket, and that did well for the it label, absolutely didn't it? was, yes. Yes, it absolutely was on Rocket. In fact, um, I, I auditioned our keyboard player. Um, God, I've forgotten his name now. That's not good. Bias Bichel was his name, a young guy. Uh, I auditioned him, and he got the job as keyboard player in the Kiki D band. And turned out he was a bit of a good songwriter as well. And he came up with this song, which we used to do at gigs with Kiki D, because now I was looking after Kiki and the band in much the way that I, I looked after um, Elton. And then it was going down so well that we just thought we should record it. It was uh, a track on her album, one of the albums we did. And uh, in fact, that was the last time I really toured with Elton was we did a huge tour uh, with Elton with Kiki D as support in America, a big three-month tour. And that was in 1974 when uh, they call it one of the best concerts of all time when John Lennon came on stage with, with Elton and sang a couple of songs with him at uh, Madison Square Garden. So I was very pleased to be at that gig and Kiki was at that gig um, because it was the last concert actually that John Lennon ever did. So they were exciting times. That was the last time that Lennon appeared on a concert stage at all? I think so. I think that's what they say. I think so. I think that's right. Okay. I think that's right. Very, very well. That well, would be a phenomenal well, no, thing. Actually, I didn't know that because he had the plastic well, Ono I, band and all that. Well, you might be right. I don't know. I know that it was it was the first time. It might be the other way around, actually. It might have been the first time he'd been on on stage in a long time. I don't know. if it, I'm not sure if it was his last um, concert because, like you say, he, he had the plastic Ono band. But one way or another, he, was, he wasn't... Uh, he was pretty nervous and uh, I was actually with him as he went on stage and he was very nervous about how the audience would react to him and they thought they might boo him or just not be very happy to see him. And uh, the reverse was really the case. They just went absolutely mad. Uh, the audience were all stood up and screaming, you know, for what seemed like forever. A strategic point in the career of John Lennon, who also, he recorded the song Fame. Oh, right. What's your name? What's oh, your well, name? Oh, well, I'm sure What's you're your... right. I believe yeah. he was on there singing 
uh, singing with, but that yeah, was I'm a sure studio, studio production yeah. with David Bowie. You're My Best Gift is the latest single. It's a Christmas song, and we're going to discuss this with young Liam when he gets in here. But You're My Best Gift, I have heard it repeatedly. I've listened to it again yeah. and again and again. And the production on the record, uh -huh. just strictly on the production, Stuart, exceptional. I really do like it. I'm happy oh, to promote good. that quality of work that you're doing over there. Well, that's very nice of you to say so. Very nice of you to say so. Yeah, that was, uh, and, uh, and yeah, that well, we... one part, though, there's one part in the record, and I know you're going to know what I'm talking about. Uh, you're my, you're my, you're my, you're my. It sounds oh, yeah. almost something like I would expect with the Electric Light Orchestra. It reminds me oh, of uh, that polished vibe. Um, that's Liam, you see. He's very good at these uh, backing vocal parts, and that was something he just came up with as part of the um, the melody for the for the lead vocal, and we just we just put more backing vocals on it. Actually, you know, I think, no, I did have an idea for that. I think you're right. I think that might have been my backing vocal idea, because I I really like uh, coming up with the arrangements for that. It was a wonderful, wonderful touch to a song. It polished it off nicely. Yeah, well, that's good to know. I'm glad that you picked up on that. And it's nice to hear uh, feedback like that, without a doubt. Now, how is that record doing right now? Well, we, I'm just as I'm talking to you, actually, I'm seeing that he's on the BBC uh, tomorrow. So, um, you know, we've got, um, he's actually doing a concert in the village where I am now in Cookham, doing a concert here on Saturday. So, yeah, you know, it's it's going well. I mean, there's so much released at Christmas, so it's very difficult to, uh, to get um, new artists out at this time. But, you know, whatever we can do is good, really. Okay, now, you're looking for talent to produce on Epps Records. Epps Records is a relatively new label that you've just put out, correct? That's right. Yeah, I've only had one release before uh, on this label. Right. Would that be the Disappear single? Uh, no, there was um, there was a single out before that with an American uh, lady, and it was called Underwater. Yes, yeah, I mean, there's new material coming in all the time. But I'm trying to be quite selective about what I actually get involved in as far as releasing, so, you know, so that we keep the quality up, really. Right. Well, the quality on what I've heard, I've only heard the Disappear single from Liam, right. which we're going to promote next month in January 2022. Marvelous. And then I've heard this, You're My Best Gift. And the quality on Marvelous. both of them is exceptional. Extremely well, well done. That's good. Well, next week, um, I'll, I'll send it to you. I've got a uh, we, we, it's already released, but I haven't been promoting it yet because I wanted to promote um, Liam first. But it's a lady called Ditka, which is a rather strange name, but she's from Bulgaria, uh, D-I-T-K-A. And she's, you're going to love this because it's a really, it's a, it's a kind of country song and a country track. And uh, she just sent me acoustic guitar and, um, and a vocal. And then I was, I've been working with this, um, with this band of uh, musicians, great musicians that only, you in the US can produce which is in Nashville and uh, and I gave them the acoustic and voice and they put on this amazing backing track and uh, I look forward to playing you I'll send that to you maybe over the weekend or early next week right see what you think of that now Nigel Olson I understand is living in Nashville now I don't know if you know that no I didn't know that no I didn't know that at all I didn't know that yeah I heard that I several he years LA. ago yeah 
Yeah, now I know no, he no, goes to know. L.A. a lot, but I was told he actually lived yeah. in Nashville. In fact, I right. read that. I no, read I that know. on an interview the press did with him. Do you have any contact with yeah. Nigel Olson? Do you ever talk with him? Uh, I don't. Yeah, no, I don't really. I haven't spoken to him in quite a while. But, and um, your bass player I mean, with the, Elton John, D. Murray, he left us uh, due to natural yeah, causes. And Davy Johnstone, yeah, well, the guitarist, yeah. is he is he around? Davy's still around playing lead guitar. Yeah, Davy's still around. Oh yeah, absolutely. It's pretty much the same band. But Bob, Bob, the bass player, seems to be uh, bass players in Elton's band. It's not good to be a bass player in Elton's band because the uh, uh, Bob Birch was also Elton's bass player for about 20 years. He he died as well, unfortunately. Right now, there was a time years ago he used to have Kenny Passarelli on bass. Yeah. I don't know if you recall right, yeah. that. Yeah, he used Kenny of Passarelli. Course of course I do. Yeah, he used him. Yeah, and, of course I do. Yes, Kenny um, also played with, um, I'm thinking it might have been Joe Walsh and Barnstorm. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. You're absolutely right. Yeah, That's fact, exactly yeah. what fact, you're I right. Think, I think... Uh, I think Kenny wrote a song for the Eagles, or it might have been he wrote songs with um, with Joe Walsh as well. But uh, Kenny was a great guy. I met Kenny. And you're talking about the band which did um, Blue Moves was the album that they did. And that also had a great guitarist in it called Caleb Quay, who I don't know if you oh, know. Oh, I've heard. Yeah, I don't him. know him, but I've heard the name. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah incredible. He was, he was an amazing. Yeah, he pretty much discovered Elton, to be honest. He was the first guy to to, to produce Elton. And uh, and play on his stuff, and then and then uh, Caleb had a band called Hookfoot that used to back Elton in the early days on all his gigs. And uh, Caleb's still going. He's a, an amazing guitarist, an amazing musician, absolutely. Now, when was the first time when you got a hold of young Liam Price and talked with his mom and decided to produce him? When was the first time thereafter that you said to yourself, "This young man has the." characteristics of a brand new quote unquote the new elton john which people refer to him today as were you the one that came up with that or were others already saying that yeah it was probably me that came up with it and that was really following when you came to the studio and uh you know and sat at the piano and play me the songs and and it just it, it just you know, it sent tingles really thinking about those days with Elton because there was a there's just a similarity in some ways in his mannerism and definitely in his um, and his vocal and in his phrasing. You know, it's very Elton esque, all that sort of um, kind of Stevie Wonder type uh, phrasing, really, which we all love. So um, yeah, it was probably me that started that rumor that um, there's a sort of definite uh, similarities there, I suppose. Right now, under Elton John's uh, Rocket Records, you had, if my memory serves me well. You had Neil Sedaka on there for a while. Neil Sedaka had hits in the 60s. I think one of them was called I'm Living Right Next Door to an Angel. He had another one. That, oh, yeah. Comma, comma, down, shooby doo bump, down. That one, yeah. I forget the actual name, but uh, how did Neil Sedaka 
end up on that. Did you have anything to do with that? No, the only time I had anything to do with that was uh, actually I was in um, Los Angeles and picked up, um, I was happy to pick up Neil, who was going to Elton's house. Now, the thing is that, you know, Elton was obviously a huge Neil Sadaka fan and he must have met him somewhere. I don't even know the details, but he must have met him. And, and uh, it was the time when we had, when he had Rocket and had Rocket Records in, in America as well. So, you know, it was quite likely that he would, um, he, he's a champion. Elton is always a champion of new music music as well and also helping uh, older you know older artists like he's been doing recently or not recently I should say a little while ago with uh, Leon Russell and um, you know he's in the position now where he can afford to uh, give a bit of time up to other artists and that's all it's very um, much part of his character a good good part of his character that he cares so much about music that when he's in the position to help he'll he'll do that you know he does it all the time so um i'm sure that's what happened with neil that uh, he was on the label for a while right when i emceed at the theater uh Stuart, i emceed uh, leon twice when he came oh, in wow, yeah. oh yes now yeah. i'd work with leon it what was a guy. Uh, he was what a guy, guy. yeah he was yeah. he could be it, it depended a lot of times uh, they say he was in pain because of his health and and certain yeah. diseases that he had i'm sure that affected yeah. him but the fact yeah, that he had a lot of talent was was oh, amazing yeah it we was amazing and you, i I don't know whether you know that Elton, his first tour in America was supporting Leon Russell. I don't know if you knew No, that. I didn't know that. Yeah. No. Well, he did. He it, The very first very first time uh, Elton went to America, he, I don't know how many shows he did. He did three Oh, wait, four, are you talking about Joe Cocker and the Mad Dogs and Englishmen? No. Oh. No, it was long before that. Oh, okay. Long before that. It was in the, it would have been at the Troubadour time when Elton first went to the States. Right, okay. And because um, I was getting, I was getting reports back that Elton was going down better than Leon, you see. Right. Which we were like, we were going, wow, that's not possible, you know. I mean, Leon was such a big star. But, uh, he, you know, obviously it was a perfect audience for Elton to play in front of for the first time was a Leon Russell audience and uh but uh, you know the love that elton had um for uh you know for leon was was very sort of real and in fact i remember we went to uh we went to Liam's. We went to Liam's. We went to Leon's house in Tulsa, Oklahoma, and uh, he had this big sort of plantation-type house. And he was very quiet, uh, Leon, but he was he was larger than life. He just looked larger than life, you know, the big hair and everything. In fact, it's not a bad story because uh, Elton said, "Oh, I'll play you a couple of my songs." And he sat down at the piano, and we were all there. Nigel was there. The whole band was there. And Elton played a couple of uh, songs of his to Leon. To Leon. And then, uh, and then Leon, sort of without saying anything, sort of then got on the piano and he just started vamping around. And it was just like we all sort of got up and started dancing about. It was like you couldn't keep still, you know, as soon as he got on that piano. And, and to be honest, it, was, it, it made the songs that Elton played, it, it made them sound a bit puny in a way. <laughs> because, uh, you know, Leon's, Leon's playing was just so phenomenal, really, wasn't it? Yeah, honky tonk, Zydeco influenced, heavy, yeah. heavy amazing, Zydeco. Amazing. Uh, he had that boogie yeah, woogie. Yeah. There's nobody that really played uh, that I've heard exactly yeah, like, like Leon. That. Yeah, I mean Elton would emulate it. That's what I, I would say. He probably that's his favorite. Well, one of his favorite pianists, definitely, and he would emulate it brilliantly. I mean Elton's an amazing pianist as well, but um, 
there was just something about, obviously, something about Leon's. It's also so natural and so percussive. Yeah, we all just got up. We started dancing around. I remember there was an organ there. I started playing an organ, and Nigel probably got on a drum kit, and we you just sort of started jamming, I think we used to call it in those days. And um, you just couldn't keep still. He was a great guy. And what a charismatic voice. I mean, how would you ever mistake that voice of Leon Russell? No, there's nobody the saying like that. No. no one sounded like that. Yeah. He, very, very good. he really, stuff. Elton wanted to immortalize part of his yes, career. That's right. yeah. And boy, he got yeah. in at the right that's time, right. didn't he? Because the minute yeah, that. He did. Yeah, he really helped him out. When that project was over, that was the last of, uh, I mean, yeah, Leon did some, some more uh, road dates, but then that was about it. Yeah, yeah it yeah, didn't, didn't. He had a brand new bus out of it, you know, and he wouldn't, right. yeah, he sure. sold his, um, his publishing off of that. Because right, he needed right, a yeah. new bus because his old bus kept yeah. breaking down and uh, he sold, guy. yeah, he sold his publishing on that. But, but of course, after he made a few dates after that project with uh, Elton, uh, Leon was, yeah. uh, uh, he, his health just couldn't hold out much longer. And no, that's right. he had had brain yeah. surgery. He had had you know a lot of health issues throughout the year but he respected elton john and vice versa and i was delighted and very happy when i heard that elton had reached out to contact him you know yeah good stuff now i know you've got um have you got liam there now is he is he trying to get through i think he may be in is there a one liam price in the building right now do we have a gentleman by the name of Liam Price in the house? Apparently, if he's in the house, he's talking to his mom or his... All right. Liam, are you there, young man? Hello, I'm here. Oh, there he is. Good. All righty. Get Hello. on in here. Liam Price, <laughs> how are we doing, young man? You know who this is, don't you? Yes, I do. I'm good, thank you. How are you? Hey, I'm doing well. My name is Stuart Epps. How are you doing, Liam? (laughs) Now, listen, listen, guys, I'm going to leave you to it. All right, Liam? Yeah, that's fine. (laughs) And all right, you there, mister? Yes, sir, we'll take it. Mr. Stuart Epps. That's right. All right, man. See you soon. Yes. All the best. All right, thank All you. Right. Have a good one. A good night. See you later. All right. Liam, it's a pleasure, young man, to have you back with us. It's Rick. How are you doing? I'm good, thank you. How are you? Thank you for having me back. Absolutely. We wanted to get out your Christmas single. So what I was telling the audience at the top of the show, Liam, is that we had you on earlier on a production that nobody has heard yet. It's in the can. It's done. It's finished. It's ready to go. And we were going to release it. But then I was requested by your record producer to, if we could possibly do it, could we squeeze you in with this new single for Christmas, which you wrote and you sang, and it's called You're My Best Gift. So what we thought we would do, we're going to promote your Christmas single first because that impacts on 17 December of this year. Today's date, as we're recording, is the 8th of December 2020. 
2021. Yeah. So we're actually on schedule. Yeah. We're something must be wrong. We're actually ahead of schedule. I don't know why. But <laughs> tell me about your my best gift. I understand you had written that not recently. You had that a couple years ago when you wrote it. Is that true? Yeah, I, I wrote that song in uh, just as I finished the voice. Um, and I went to my new school and I'd wrote it there and yeah, it kind of just, well, I'd done Christmas songs before that and I did a Christmas album, not, well, quite a few years ago, but doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I then wanted to do this song and I really liked this song and mum can even confirm that I did it, that it's one of my best songs that I think I've wrote. So yeah, it kind of just went from there really and it was just an in-the-moment thing really and I've always loved Christmas so it was something good to write about. <laughs> right, it's about a young man who is celebrating Christmas and he could have <laughs> this, that, or the other and he could want this gift or that gift. You say, what do you, you say in there? I don't need no mistletoe. I don't need uh, yeah. the, I don't need the Christmas snow. You, you're yeah. <laughs> my best gift for Christmas. Very yeah. clever. Very well done. It was well done. And then by the time Stuart Epps got a hold of it, it was it was even better. You know what I mean? Yeah, it definitely was. And you enjoyed the production of all that. Yeah, it's really fun working with Stuart. He, he, there's always fun in it. It's like people sometimes think like creating music is like really strict, but it's really fun at the same time. So Stuart always adds that, adds that little bit of fun in it, and that's what makes it so enjoyable to do and work with Stuart. Right. Now, he tells me that you, you're going to do a concert with him sometime in the next few days. What's that about? Yeah, so I'm performing at Cookham's uh, Christmas event, and yeah, uh, Stuart invited me to sing there, and uh, yeah, I'm really excited for it. It's on Saturday, and yeah, I'm going to be singing some Christmas songs, but it's going to be like a big Christmas party sort of type uh, gig, so yeah, I'm really excited. Oh, I think that's that's divine. I'm very happy for you, Liam. How about your mom, your, your parents? Are they all excited about this new Christmas single? Yeah, they're really excited. Well, I showed them it a couple of years ago, but they all seem to have forgot about it. But then they all remember it now. <laughs> I'll tell you what, Liam, what do you say we just quit dancing around the mulberry bush and let's play that for the people, shall we? Yeah, that'd be amazing. Thank you. Okay, everybody, here with his brand new single on Epps Records, E-P-P-S Records, produced by Stuart Epps. It's a single by our guest right now. You're listening to young Liam Price. He does not need the mistletoe. He does not need the winter snow. He needs his best gift. Bells ringing, people singing at Christmas time. People shopping, filling stockings for this one night. I don't need a mistletoe, I don't need the winter snow. I just need you right here. You're the only thing that I've had Santa to bring me this year. Cause you're my best gift. You're my best gift. 
Wonderful, wonderful single. Liam, it turned out, in my opinion, really, I don't know how it could have really gotten much better. I think Stuart and you both did an exceptional job. I'm proud of the team that put that out there. It's a quality piece of work, in other words, Liam. Thank you very much. Yeah, I wouldn't have been able to do it properly without Stuart. So, yeah, he's a big thank thank you from me so yeah um yeah it's been incredible and i'm so glad that it's out there now as well so yeah thank you (laughs) so you have you're my best gift that's what we just played the audience that's your christmas single for the year 2021 and then you have the song disappear and disappear has actually been out there it's not brand new hasn't it been out for uh, it's been out for weeks i'm thinking something like six eight weeks something like that yeah i think it's yeah it has it's been about that yeah about about like four six weeks something like that and what is the feedback you're receiving on the record we're going to talk about in january is that doing well for you as well right now even though it's early Yes, everyone's loving it. I'm getting loads of comments and everything on my social medias. Everyone's listening to it in their car. They're all buying it. So, yeah, it's uh, it's going really well. Thank you. Right. Now, when you came into the public eye, Liam, you came via a vehicle, if you will, if I could use that term, even though I'm not talking about one that has wheels <laughs> 
and a driving steering wheel and a motor underneath <laughs> the hood. But you came about through a vehicle, quote unquote, which is called ITV's The Voice Kids, which is the United Kingdom kids version of The Voice, which we, of course, have The Voice in America as well, as you know. And what? <laughs> how high did you reach on The um, the Voice Kids? Did you win it? Did you um, win I, second? What was your, how high up along the ladder did you go? Um, I got to the semifinals on Pixie Lot team. Right. Pixie Lot, one of the four judges, right? Yes. But when you were performing on the show, I was told that all four of the judges spun those red chairs around when you sang. They all four wanted you. Yes, they did. They all all, um, turned around for me, and it was such a big shock as well. And what did your your parents think about that? Did it shock them? Yeah, it did. It really shocked. Um, yeah, it was really, it was such a good experience as well and, and something that was like really, I don't know how to explain it, it was just really exciting and, and yeah, it was it was incredible really, it, none of us expected it, none of us expected it to go as far as it did, so yeah, I'm really grateful for everything. That's absolutely superb. Now, when is the first time in your life that somebody looked at you and said, oh, Liam, um, um, you're the new Elton John, when did that happen? That was about when I got with Stuart, and yeah, it was Stuart that actually said it. Um, and yeah, it was just to be compared to someone that's uh, such an icon as well in the music industry is so such a great thing to be compared to. <laughs> so yeah. Right now, a lot of people don't know this because we didn't have uh, a really a whole lot uh, of time to get into it. But Stuart Epps has worked not only with Elton John, as the the, the world knows, he's worked with Led Zeppelin. He's worked with the Rolling Stones bass player Bill Wyman, Paul Rogers that sang with Bad Company, the lead with the group Bad Company. He sang Paul Rogers also when they needed a a singer with the band Queen. He sang with a group called The Firm that did I'm Radioactive. And he sang with uh, a lot of people, Paul Rogers. He He was and is an excellent, excellent singer. And it was Stewart that put that record, um, uh, I'm Radioactive, out with uh, with The Firm. Uh, and The Firm had Jimmy yeah. Jimmy Page in there from playing guitar from Led Zeppelin. And then Stewart was involved uh, with George Harrison uh, of The Beatles and others. So he's had a very lucrative career. And for him to be excited about this this young lad from The Voice and call you the new Elton John. I, I'm just, I'm very proud of you, young man. You're talented. You're a good writer. And by the way, where did this writing come from? Did you just sit down in the kitchen one day and do it? Or did somebody like give you pointers and and teach you how to do it? Um. Yeah, oh, thank you, by the way. And yeah, it kind of it kind of just comes to me. I I never really learned how to like write songs. I've learned like how to play piano and stuff, which has helped. 
Um, but yeah, I, I kind of just write songs as they go, really. And the, the way that they flow along as well, and I just kind of follows on from there. And how do you create the actual poetry, the the lyric, the, the, the lyric that you speak or sing in the song? Where does that come from? Does that just hit you and you start writing it or do you develop it sentence by sentence over the months ahead or how does that work or does it all hit you at once? So yeah, it's kind of like, um, so I usually think of like one one sort of line first and then it follows on from that line and creates a story really and yeah, it, it just starts from one sentence and then just goes on to the nether and keeps doing that really until it creates a story and something that makes sense. <laughs> but yeah. Boy, I'll tell you because that, I believe that that You're My Best Gift, your Christmas song, was it was well written from the sense that it told the story, but it didn't go overboard. You know what I mean? A lot of times these songs go yeah. overboard, whereas you stuck to a simplistic approach. It was simple, easy to remember, easy to think about to get the the mood across, if that makes sense to you. Yes, definitely. Yeah. Because I I have heard those attempt to write songs and they're all over the place. They 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 don't know how to <laughs> break it down into the one specific point that you're trying to make they'll they'll have to go from a to b and they'll go clear around to z and come back to to do it when you don't really have to do that you know yeah definitely yeah i i just i i go with it and i make sure it's something so for example like the chorus and stuff i always make sure it's something people can remember and and can relate to as well absolutely now what about mom is she a fan of the british invasion did she ever tell you about the beatles and 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 a lot of the acts coming out of uh, england before you were ever born groups like jerry and the pacemakers and and groups like this or are you still learning about the the earlier acts including the beatles and by the way let's start there do you like the Beatles? Do you know anything about them? Yes, I love the Beatles. Um, yeah, I'm, I've been. I love their music and the way that they create songs as well. And I kind of do take some inspiration off of them for the instrument wise of stuff. Um, but yeah, my mom has been a fan of uh, the Beatles and everything. But she she was more like the early American stage as well, so like Elvis Presley and stuff like that. So yeah. Um, but my uncle, he is a massive Beatles fan. <laughs> but yeah. Right, right, right. Well, you know, there was a young man, and I was just informed he is on his way to the the town that I'm in right now, and he's going to be performing here in just a couple of days. And he he's just a wonderful person as a human being. I've met him before, but he was part yeah. of that British invasion, and he had a group. I'm just throwing this out there because I know your mom is going to know this, but he had a group called Herman's Hermits, and his name is Peter Noon, and he had a record called Um, Mrs. Brown, You've Got a Lovely Daughter. Does that ring a bell to you? Oh, yeah, I've heard that song before. (laughs) I'm telling you, we listened to that the other day, and we said, wait a minute, this, this... 
Peter Noon when he was first discovered in the British invasion with his band Herman's Hermits. And he sounds like exactly like you. You both, you sound like a young Herman, uh, which is Peter Noon. Herman's Hermits was the name of the band. So a lot of people call him Herman. That's not his name. His name, real name is Peter Noon. (laughs) Has anybody ever said to you that you sound like a young Peter Noon or a young Herman? No, people have never really said that. Um, A lot of people do say like, like we said earlier, like Elton John and Stevie Wonder and Michael Jackson and like Ed Sheeran. But yeah, I've never had uh, that thought. So yeah, that's always something new. Well, yeah, but you're terribly, terribly British. Liam. And so is Peter <laughs> Noon. So is Peter Noon. And he did, oh, he had a big, big record at that time. Mrs. Brown, you've got a lovely daughter. And you've heard of that. Now, have you sung that song? And if so, I want to know no, where I'm you heard about it. Where did you hear about it? I think I mainly hear songs like that, like when I'm with my grandparents. <laughs> but yeah, they always have the radio on in their house. So yeah, I hear a bunch of songs. <laughs> right. Okay. So you're familiar with uh, some of the British invasion, uh, thanks to your grandparents, of course. Yeah, yeah definitely. <laughs> my, oh my. Well, wouldn't you know. Wouldn't you know the old, the old DJ had to come up with what grandma and grandpa knew. But hey, it's a common compliment because Peter Peter Noon is on his way if he's not already in Cincinnati, Ohio right now as we speak and he's going to be performing That's here. Incredible. Yeah, he's going to be here uh, he's going to be in concert uh Friday. And right now we're recording. Ah, that's amazing. Yeah, on Wednesday, today's Wednesday. He'll be uh performing in in uh, 2 days. And he's just a remarkable talent. I love Peter Noon. He is so, so um, polished as a performer. And I love him well enough that on my Facebook page, Rick Flynn Presents on Facebook, if you scroll down, Liam, you'll actually see Peter Noon and myself together in a photograph that was taken of both of us. And that's just a, a part of my life that I'll never forget. I love Peter Noon. And I'll bet you, if you talk to your mom when we're done here today, she's going to tell you the same thing. (laughs) Yes, she probably will. But yeah, I'll make sure I have a look at that. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And the world is welcome to do that. If anybody wants to get a hold of me, the whole world also knows my email, Liam. It's rickflynnpresents at gmail.com. Liam, if somebody wants to get a hold of you and, and give you the fan mail, how do they do that? Where do they write? Where's the website, et cetera, um, et cetera? <laughs> uh, you can contact me on, well, you can contact me on social media, on Liam Price UK on all social medias, or you could email me, and my email is uh, Liam Price Music UK at gmail.com. Very, very well. Now, what we've done, your Discover single, which was your first single on Epps Records. We're going to spotlight that next month here, and the public's going to be aware of that. And that show is yeah. already completed. So we've got that one done. Now we, we're promoting yeah. your Christmas single here today, and that'll be on quickly. We're going to rush that in so we can get it in before the holiday for you. But my question yeah, is... Possible. 
oh, absolutely, we're going to put it in there and make sure we can sell some copies for Christmas. It'd be an excellent Christmas gift because it's so well-produced. It's a fun song to listen to. Yes, definitely. Thank you. Now, what about the next single, if you know, or is it too early? You don't know what that, that'll be yet. I know that we're going to start uh, with a couple more singles, and then we're going to do an album, hopefully. Um, but yeah, in the meantime, while all that's happening, uh, I'm looking at recording some uh, covers of songs that people know and like, like stuff like the Beatles and Elton John and stuff like that, and recording some of that stuff and covers and everything, and releasing some of them, hopefully. So yeah. Oh, I think that's that's great. That's very good. You're going to ask your mom about Peter Noon, aren't you? Yes, 100%. <laughs> and you're going to go listen to a song called Mrs. Brown, You've Got a Lovely Daughter. Will you promise me yes, you'll do that? Be, yeah. Yes. And I if promise. you forget that song, your mom, your mom knows the song. I've never even talked to your mom. I guarantee you she knows the song. <laughs> Just talk to her about it. Yeah, she probably will. Yeah, she'll <laughs> straighten you out. Uh, she knows that. We all heard that <laughs> coming up. Yes, he was a young, young Liam. Or no, that's not right. He was here before you. You are a young <laughs> Peter. You're a young Herman, yes. <laughs> a.k.a. Peter Noon. And that is a compliment, young man. A compliment. Thank you. Thank All righty. <laughs> All right. Well, we are about out of time, young man. If somebody wants your single for Christmas as a gift or they want to buy a couple, they want to keep one for themselves because it's well produced by one of the great, great producers, knows what he's doing, working with all these other acts. Now here he's working with you. He produced a great, great record for you. You're my best gift. And it's your Christmas release. If they want to get it, how would you recommend they do that? Um, you can download it on uh, iTunes on there, and you just have to type it in and buy it. Um, and then, yeah, just uh, you can stream uh, Disappear on on Spotify as well. And uh, I think, I'm not too sure, don't take my word for it, but um, I think we're looking at doing selling some CDs, some signed CDs. So, yeah, uh, they'll be... Um, they'll probably be going on sale on like Facebook and stuff. And an album in the works as soon as you can get all the remainder of the songs necessary for the album, as soon as you can get them all cleared and ready to go, you'll start to work on an album with uh, Mr. Epps, right? Yes. Definitely. I'm excited for that, and I hope you guys are too. <laughs> right. Now, I understand real quick before I let you go, one of the judges who you mentioned that is on the TV show in the United Kingdom, ITV's The Voice Kids, is Pixie. And uh, you, I understand you still are in contact with her. You go to her academy or something like this. What's this about? Does she have a little a little uh, academy for singers or what's going on there? Yeah, so um, ever since The Voice, I've been going to her summer school, which is in the summer. And um, yeah, and there's different themes every summer. And she basically teaches you 
more about performing and putting on a show and stuff. You have basically a week to put on a full show. But yeah, it's so fun and, and it's so helpful as well because not only do you learn how to do stuff there, you also learn how to put on a performance outside of the academy as well. And it teaches you and she teaches you small uh, small tips and everything. So yeah, it's really helpful as well. And she's such a nice person too. That is excellent. Well, I'll tell you, Liam, the future looks mighty bright. And on top of that, when you're being called, and I quote, the new Elton John, things can't be looking looking bad for you or they wouldn't be calling you that, for heaven's sake. Would you agree? <laughs> yes, 100%. Everything's going amazing. And I want you to have the last word today and say to the people what you would like to say on this holiday, holiday month. Give a little Christmas shout out to the world. What would you like to tell everybody? Thank you, everyone, for listening to my music. And I hope you all have a good Christmas, and I'll see you all soon. Very, very well. Well, I would like to ask the studio audience there in the studio, ladies and gentlemen, did you enjoy hearing from young Liam Price today? Oh, Thank Liam, Thank Liam, you. listen, listen. Oh, no. <laughs> no, Liam, everybody loved you. Thank you. Thank you. Excellent. Ladies and gentlemen, you've been listening to young Liam Price. His Christmas single is out. It's You're My Best Gift. And it's a wonderful record on Epps Records, produced by Stuart Epps, the great British record producer. It's Rick Flynn speaking on behalf of myself and young Liam Price, as well as record producer Stuart Epps. It's been fun, but we've all three got to run. Thank you for joining us. We'll see you on the next show, everyone. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye. The preceding was a Rick Flynn production. This is your announcer, Chantal Marie speaking.